So I've been seeing a lot of questions about what is the stock market going to do after the election and what should I do with my stocks before we know the result? Well, let's dive into it and take a look at what election outcomes are likely and what might happen to the stock market if those come to pass. Before we dive into it, if you're new here and want to maximize your investing in stocks by learning and staying up to date with all the research and analysis from a former Wall Street investment banker, hedge fund analyst, and current tech CFO, don't forget to subscribe to the channel and join us. We read the polling data for you and 538 did a really good piece on what they're predicting to be the outcome. As you can see here, Biden is heavily favored to win the election. Using polling data, 538 simulated the election 40,000 times to try to predict what will happen. Democratic nominee Joe Biden is favored to win the election 89 times in 100, where Trump is only predicted to win 10 times out of 100. Here they did a really great infographic about which states really mattered. As you can see here, Pennsylvania seems to be the one that everyone's focusing on. And breaking it out, the big likely tipping points are Pennsylvania, Florida, Michigan, Arizona, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Georgia. So a lot of Biden's chances of winning hinge on winning Pennsylvania, which he currently leads by five points according to their polls. But if he loses that state, it doesn't sink him because if he loses Pennsylvania, he still has a 30% chance to win with other paths to victory. Whereas on the other side, Trump has a much more narrow path to victory and needs to win a lot of these key states. So here are the likely possibilities according to 538. So the first is that Biden wins at least one state that Trump won in 2016, which they predict to be a 98 out of 100% chance. Another likely possibility is that Biden will win the popular vote, which they put at a 97% chance of happening. Okay, so that's the data going into the presidential election, but we also have to focus on the U.S. Congress comprised of the U.S. Senate and House elections. Popping over data analytics predicting what's going to happen with the Senate elections, it does look like Democrats are also favored to win the Senate. Of the simulations, they're predicting that Democrats have a 75% chance of controlling the Senate. And not only that, Democrats are also favored to win the House in much more dominant fashion than even the Senate. 538 is predicting that there's a 97% chance that Democrats control the House. So going into the election, the data clearly points to Biden winning decisively, but beneath the numbers, we also have to admit that there's doubt still looming about how accurate the polls will predict actual voter results. The polls were inaccurate in 2016 and really showed us that polls can be inaccurate and there can be a large margin of error, specifically large margins of error when there's late stage drama and when many voters secretly support a candidate but are too afraid to admit it. But going back to the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton had led Donald Trump by about 4% in the polls going into it, but there was a really large portion, 12.5%, of voters that were undecided going in as well. And what we saw was that these late deciders tended to break towards Trump, especially in white working class states like Wisconsin. But if you remember around that time, a lot of that indecisiveness might have been caused by that third debate happening and the fact that there was a lot of drama happening around FBI Director James Comey's letter. This time around, Joe Biden has a much more significant 8.4% lead, which is more than double what Hillary Clinton had, and only 4.8% of polled voters are undecided. You all know that I'm a corporate and finance analyst, not a political one, so I really don't see a reason to predict against the data. But if somehow President Trump does win a re-election, despite all these numbers and polls really suggesting otherwise, we'll really have to rethink how predictive the data is, specifically with certainly very polarizing and controversial figures. As an investor and Wall Street guy, I'm really just trying to navigate my portfolio around the possible outcomes. If Democrats win the presidency and Congress, which is what the data is suggesting, 
that's an outcome called a blue wave or blue sweep. And that could be construed as both good and bad for the stock market. So first of all, that would imply larger near-term stimulus packages that would support the struggling labor market and prop up consumer spending and thus prop up corporate earnings. But on the other side, Democrats also wanna pass certain things long-term like higher corporate tax rates. And I've read certain research reports showing that if they do increase the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28%, that could shave off seven to 10% of all corporate earnings. So short-term, a blue wave result might be the best and easiest path to another leg up in the stock market, at least in the near term. But it does cause concern with stock market performance in the long term with higher corporate tax rates and potentially more regulation. One more thing to keep an eye on is if Joe Biden does get elected president, we probably will see harsher lockdowns given the recent spike in coronavirus cases as compared to the current administration. So what does that do when we lock down again, even harsher? And does that throw us into a deeper pandemic economy? And what does that look like? So there's a lot of uncertainty there. Also, people have been asking what the stock market usually does after an election. I don't think that there are historical patterns to stock market moves after election days that are coherent enough and predictable enough for us to use them for our own investment portfolios. Very clearly, pre-election, the stock market does not like uncertainty, period. But if you look at this chart by Yardeni Research, uh, the S&P 500 grew an average of 56% after blue sweeps. So that means Democrats controlling the presidency and Congress, as opposed to a 35% average return after red sweeps where Republicans control presidency in Congress. But beating both of those scenarios, the S&P 500 grew an average of 60% after divided governments and gridlock was elected. And the colloquial traditional wisdom is that markets really like when the government is gridlocked because the government can't get much done in that scenario and it reduces the government's ability to meddle in businesses and business growth. But just keep in mind that the world is not so simple as headline narratives or simple narratives. The stock market fundamentally is trying to price future corporate earnings. So regardless of if you have a blue or red or divided government, I would argue that the stock market is just as, if not more affected by the US Federal Reserve and their policies, right? Interest rates. Also, it's not as simple as one party versus the other. It really comes down to what is the tax rate policy? What are policies surrounding the labor market? What does trade and labor look like when these governments are presiding over the country? And what are the consumer spending and technological megatrends happening around those times? A lot of the returns we've seen since I've been alive have really been driven on the backs of technological innovation and the birth of the internet. Whereas corporate earnings growth back in the 50s and 60s would have been driven by very different technological and consumer trends. We should also remember that this 40-year rally in the stock market starting in, let's say, 1980 is correlated with interest rates. Interest rates in 1980 were somewhere in the teens and we are now at zero. So lower interest rates are going to really affect the stock market and potentially pump stock prices. So the world is really complicated and we're in a period of a lot of uncertainty. So therefore, regardless of the outcome of these elections, to me, the next four years will be just a straight up uncertain time and therefore will be a stock picker's market. We'll either be faced by a blue wave and sweeping policy changes where we really need to keep an eye out on what's actually happening and what policies are changing and how that affects corporates. Or the second most likely scenario is that we see a gridlocked government and we face a ton of uncertainty around how we handle the pandemic and the recovery coming out. If there's one thing that I'm more increasingly convinced of is that for investors like us that are aware and analytical and really want to maximize our 
returns over the long run. And I don't feel the same way about the next four years and potentially decade that I did back in the last decade where we could just buy the S&P 500 and forget about it because we were in a recovery and corporate tax rates were going down and we were generally pro-business. So all we really needed to do is buy the basket of the US economy. As intelligent and aware investors that wanna maximize our long-term returns, I don't think that we can just buy the S&P 500 and forget about it. We'll really have to keep our head on a swivel going forward and allocate our portfolios according to the upcoming changes and uncertainty and all the other wrenches that will undoubtedly get thrown at us. Politics aside, let me know what you think about investing in this environment. I'd really love to hear the conversation. And if you got any value from this video, please don't forget to like the video for the algorithm. It really helps me and the channel. And don't forget to subscribe for more content. Until next time, which I imagine will be after the election, happy investing.